So tonight, we're in our series, Words Are the Keys. They're the key, they are the keys, words are the keys that unlock everything in life. And you know, something that's interesting about this is that it took me a lot of years to become absolutely convinced of this. You, you will not talk me out of the fact that words are the key to everything on the planet. God created, he created the heavens and the earth by saying, light be and light was. This be and this was. He created everything by the words of his mouth. Words are the key to everything. It's just that the words that are the key to everything are his words. And they have to be something that are in us, coming out of our mouth, making a difference. But we have, that's, that's why I've spent so much time on this. That's why we've spent so much time through the years on this. Because it's not something that's real evident. And it's not something that's very convincing if you have not had the time to meditate and really understand what words really carry, what they really carry. There's a verse of Scripture in Isaiah 55, and I want to read it right now. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified. Actually, I don't think you, I don't think I gave it to you. But maybe you can get it up there. I'll, I'll like pause a little bit. It's Isaiah 55 and verse 11. Isaiah 55 and 11. And I was just going to read it out of the Amplified translation. So if it doesn't get up on the screen, uh, it's up there. Ooh, they're fast. <clears throat> Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void without producing any effect useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And Isaiah was talking about God. But as you read the passage, what he's talking about is the word that he's given to us. So if God's word doesn't return void, then if I have God's word and it's revealed to me and I believe it, then what I say won't return void if what I say is what he would say. Did you hear me? Because the word spoken is a seed. Yes? If you planted... If you took one apple seed, one apple seed, if you planted that seed and you cultivated that seed, what would come out of that one seed? A tree. Hmm? A tree would come out of that one seed. A tree. With what? With bushels of apples, with fruit. So, in the seed is the harvest. In the seed 
is the ability for the tree to come forth. You, you don't have to plant a seed and then go plant a tree. You plant a tree, you cultivate the seed, you develop the seed, and the seed will produce the tree. But the thing about that is, that tree will top out. It'll only grow so far, and it'll only produce so much fruit. And sooner or later, that tree will die. But the seed of God's Word is forever. Amen. You know why? Because what's in that seed? Not apples. God. God's in that seed. And He's forever. And so when I spend and develop my time in life in the Word of God, it has the ability to produce everything in the natural that I would try to labor to produce. Any labor that comes out of what I do has to come from the revelation of God revealing to me and speaking to me what He wants me to do. Otherwise, my efforts are useless. People think if I just pray enough, something will happen. Absolutely not. If I praise enough, something will happen. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Praying is important. Praising is important. But His Word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not His Word. His word is continued. Think of what happens when I spend my days not laboring to try to make natural things happen, but I spend my, spend my days developing His kingdom, His way of thinking and operating in the earth inside of me. When I'm spending time doing that, when I spend my time declaring God's word, and we're going to do that in, in, in a moment with, with some other confessions that I have from the Word of God. When I spend my time in that, I'm hearing myself declare things, and it's changing the way that I think, and it's setting me up for harvest. Because the more I develop what the Word says, not having a head knowledge of it, because I promise you, the enemy can take word that you have in your head and twist it in such a way that you can use it against people, you can use it against organizations, you can use it against the church, you can use it against your pastor, you can use it against your employer, you can use it against all kinds of things if it's not been revealed in you. See, because, because that, that, what I said earlier, Jesus came to preach love and acceptance, well, he did... And he, and he helped people to understand that. But that wasn't the principle of why he came. He came to preach the totality of the kingdom. And in there is kindness like humankind has never known. 
joy like human beings have never experienced before, but you can't get out of trying to generate it. See, see, th there's a moment when you're in the midst of, you can come in service and, 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 and a couple of weeks ago in worship night in here, I mean, the, the, the presence of God was so strong in that worship night. But when the worship is gone, if you were just tied to the emotion of the presence, it's not enough. There has to be a knowing. I know churches today that spend very little time preaching the word and everything about worship. Not going to work. God never changes. And what he's more concerned about is people receiving and getting revelation. Praise and worship should amplify that. It should add to that. But you have to have the word preached. And from the word preached, the Holy Spirit, the true teacher, comes and brings the revelation that we need to know from the word. Without it, you stay with all the old stuff and the old baggage and the old attitudes and the old unforgiveness and the old jealousy and the old this and that and that and this and that. And then the church of the Lord Jesus Christ around the planet continues to divide and separate. When we were created to be the strongest thing on the planet. Because with him, if I've got him, and I'm applying him the way he wants to be applied, it's victory everywhere we look. It's victory. No worries, no cares, no fretting, no nothing. And people just don't believe that, is, that, that we have the potential of experiencing that because of the lack of revelation of the word and understanding that words are the keys that unlock everything in our lives. Words are the keys. One of our foundation verses that we've read is James 3, 2. And I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, one translation says, if we could control what we say, we would be perfect. That word perfect there is mature, matured or developed. We would be matured or developed and could also control ourselves in every other way. If we control what we say, If we're spending our days with God's word coming out of our mouths, receiving from ourselves the things that we're hearing ourselves say, and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the revelation of those scriptures, then we can control anything and everything in our lives. I don't know about you, but there are things that I'm in control of in my life today, not in pride, but in confidence in the Holy Ghost. I'm in control of things in my life today that... Maybe 25 or 30 years ago, I, I, as I viewed that and I, heard, I would hear other people talk about how they had victory in a certain area, I would think to myself, there's no way. I don't see how I could do that. But you know what I stayed with? The Word. Stay with the Word. And today, 
on top of it. Got the victory. Looking for new victories every single day of my life. Amen? But my confidence and all my day is spent in the Word, not in trying to work everything out because there's so much competition in the world we live in. There's competition at every level. People competing with all kinds of things when where my efforts and my energy has to be spent is in God's Word and that Word being developed inside of me so that I can think the way God thinks. I can hear His voice. Why do you think it, why do you think, why didn't Jesus receive the Holy Spirit and the anointing on his life at 15? He wasn't ready. Why did it take 30 years? Because, because he had to be the perfect example of a human being that had to go through the process of, of learning and receiving from the Word of God, making it his own. So when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, what did the Father say? This is my beloved son, man, I am pleased in this boy. Do you think God's pleased with you? You, you know what some people's answer to that would be? There's no way he could because of the things that I've done. You don't, you don't know my God. No, you don't know my God. And that's not an excuse to live a life however you want to. There's a license that God wants us to have to get free. And when you know how much he loves you, and when you can internally hear those words, boy, that's my boy Bert. And I am well pleased with him. And when you can begin to hear that, you can conquer the world. Because when you know God is on your side and he's empowering you daily, but see, you'll never know that if you don't know him through the word of God. That's where people miss it. You may not like this example, and I'm going to give it anyway. You may not like this example, but I'm going to give it. I was just noticing, uh, how, many, how many like the chosen? Woo! How many haven't started watching the chosen? Mm. <laughs> I need to pray for you. No, I'm teasing. It's, just, it's, it's, just, it's a great picture. The way that the Passion of the Christ was a visual that we had of the torture that Jesus went through, the chosen is an amazing picture and example of the life and the times of Jesus and the people that spent that he spent time with. There's a lot of things in it that aren't in Scripture, but it doesn't say it didn't happen. So, and, and, and the, the director and the creator of this says it all the time. These are just, you, you can think it happened like this, and if not, then throw it out. But the way that the church, a lot of the church is coming after this guy for what he's done because every single thing is not scripture-based, I'm astonished. I mean, I'm astonished at the verbal abuse. I think he's doing a Q&A tonight 
to try to settle people down over, over that fact. If he was doing something that was directly against the Word of God, that's another thing. But to center everything around the Word and then create these ideas and thoughts of maybe Peter was this way or maybe Andrew was like this or maybe Simon the Zealot had, you know, was this guy and had been trained in the things that he had done. Maybe these things were this way. He didn't say they were. But what it's creating in people, listen, the people that aren't saved that are watching it, they're getting saved by the droves. It's advancing the church. But you know what really, I could use a choice word, what really ticks me about it how can you spend that kind of energy and time coming against something that's producing who are you who do you think you are as an individual who do you think you are coming against somebody that's doing something Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing in life? Anyway. But we don't want to be deceived like that. We want to stay in the Word and stay on the Word. And you know what? There's been a couple things in the show... Where are you going to ever go anywhere that you like everything and agree with everything that you see? Listen to me. As long as we're not doing immoral things here, illegal things, or things that go against the Word of God, you've got to overlook it. Illegal, immoral, or that go against the Word. Otherwise, if you don't like some of the things that happen or go on, you just got to get over it. And the only way you can get over it is if you have revelation from the Word. Because you're not looking, if you don't like something or you don't think something needs to change or something needs to be done, become part of the answer. Don't be some critical mouth that just, that just you know, talks bad about what's not working. I don't care if it's church, job, I don't care, family, anything else. But you'll never keep your mouth shut. If you don't have revelation from the word that empowers you to do that because you're not strong enough, I'm not strong enough to keep my mouth shut. It is so easy to just talk. So, enough of all that. So I want to read these two verses of scripture and then I want to end with several confessions that I want to talk about. But I want, you, I want to remind you of a couple things in this familiar passage. We've read it a few times in this series. But it's in Philippians 4 and starting with verse 6. And he says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And we talked about and defined what prayer is, what supplication is. If you weren't in any of those you need to go back and listen to those messages because it's very important that you understand what real prayer is. 
Because a lot of things that people call prayer that really aren't prayer because true prayer is just really connecting with God. That's what Jesus did. When he went out to pray, he connected with the Father, got wisdom and understanding from the Father, and then did, did what Father said. That's what we need to spend our time. He said, be anxious for nothing, but spend all your time in prayer supplication with thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known to God. But he said, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious, worried, fretful, concerned about nothing. About nothing. Wasn't an option, you know. I mean, don't be anxious, especially if there's nothing to be anxious about. But, you know, if there's something to be anxious about, you better be anxious. Because, man, you're not being responsible if you're not worrying about something. And that's why people think, because they don't think like God. Why? Because of the lack of revelation of the Word. Only place it comes. And the peace of God, which passes all of your understanding, remember we talked about leaning to our understanding versus leaning to the understanding of God? That's where we've got to know. He said the peace of God, when you choose to spend your time in the Word, in prayer, living your life doing good for others, living your life walking in the love of God because God is love, but walking in that as a result of the word and the prayer that you spend time in. As a result of that, now your actions aren't spent, stirred up, upset, anxious, and fretful about every single thing that happens. But what I want to show you tonight is, as we read these different confessions, I want to show you where the main battle is in overcoming the stress and the pressures of life. The Bible didn't say there wasn't stress and pressure and worries out there. He just said, don't take them. Don't grab a hold of those. Don't give in to those things. Oh, they're there. They're there. I mean, I mean, the more you attempt to do this, they're, they... The, the, the worries and cares and the fretting gets stronger and stronger. The potential for it is stronger and stronger all the time. But he said, if you'll do what I said, the peace of God will come over you and your understanding. And, and it says, and guard your heart and your mind in Christ. It will guard your heart. So the word of God and the seed of the word has the potential to guard your heart and mind, but if you don't do anything with it, then it just sits there. Kind of like a seed that has the potential to produce fruit, but it sits on your shelf because you're too lazy to go do anything with it. Well, I'm just going to pray over that bag of seeds. Sprout. You're not praying. No, because he... Prayer comes on the heels of doing something with the seed. You plant it. You begin, yeah, and, and how do you plant the seed of the word? With your mouth. You plant the seed of the word based on the things that you say. And he said this, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, everything that is noble, everything that is just, pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, what do you say do? 
Meditate on these things. You will never meditate on the good things if you're not letting the good seed transform the way you think. Never. You, you, ever, you, you ever think of the times that you've attempted to overcome negative thoughts or issues or attitudes in your life? And, and, and you begin to speak the word, and it's like it gets worse. And it's like you know what to do, and before you even could think a thought, something or an action's already out of you. You've already said something. You've already done something. And, and the enemy works overtime to convince you that, you know, the fact that you said this or you did something like this, now, you know, I mean, how could you be used of God? Why would God listen to you if you're going to make these kind of mistakes? That's where he gets people. Getting people to believe they become disqualified because of wrong thoughts or wrong actions or wrong words or things that they say. Thank God for the mercy and the grace of God. Thank God that we can repent for the things and the ugly things that we say about other people. And listen, when your mind is convinced, you have a right. When your mind is convinced, you have a right to judge certain people a certain way. It's because your mind is not renewed with the truth. Because I don't have any right ever, ever, to say one ugly thing about anybody that was created in the image of God. You can like that thought or not. But the truth is, we've been created to be God's hands and feet and his mouthpiece in the earth, and we've got to learn how to live that way and operate that way in the earth. And, And to do it, we have to enforce the thoughts we have continuously to think of the wrong things. We have to enforce those with thinking of good things, pure things, lovely things, things that are of a good report, of of virtue, and anything that is praiseworthy. He said, you've got to meditate on these things, but those things will only come from the word that is coming out of your mouth that is changing the way you think. No other way. No other way. So I want you to look at, I'm going to put on the screen several, these are just part of confessions, things that I say every day that are part of my daily confession. And, um, and so these, these first few have to do with the, the physical body. <clears throat> and it says, I say this every day. Every system of my body functions with supernatural efficiency. My body is free from pain, discomfort, distress, and symptoms of sickness. Where where did I get that from? I got that through years of study of what Jesus went through in the price that he paid for me physically. Physically, he paid this price for me. By his stripes, I was healed. If I was, then I am. And I've spent 44 years learning, continuously learning of the price that he paid for me and what I have a right to receive. Well, if I'm not saying what he says about my body, 
if I'm not saying that and changing the mindset that I have, then anytime some symptom comes to your body, you'll receive it. You'll accept it. You'll look and the first thought you have is medicine or I've got to go to the doctor, I've got to do these things. Nothing wrong with doctors, nothing wrong with medicine. Thank God for it, a lot of people die. But ultimately, God's desire is that we receive what He paid for. That's His ultimate desire. Thank God for all the other things that we have along the way, learning how to apply the Word, because the Bible says that God's Word is medicine to all of our flesh. The same way that I would take medicine. I need to daily be taking this. As I'm saying this, it's medicine to my flesh. I shall walk and not be weary. I shall run and not faint. My mind is renewed and my physical strength is restored. When should something like that come back to me? When should that come alive on the inside of me? When I'm dragging. And I want to say, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm just worn out. But see, some people think, well, you know, I'm just... What I'm saying is how I feel, okay? But what we've got to learn is to call things that be not as though they were. So when I feel tired, I'm not denying that I'm tired. I'm not saying, you know, if if I'm dragging, I'm I'm dragging my leg. So your leg hurt? No, 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 there's nothing wrong with my leg. And I'm dragging my leg. You're lying. You know, he didn't say to lie. He said to call things that be not as though they were. But you won't call things that way if on a daily basis you don't remind yourself what the Word says about your life. This is what he said. I'm vibrant. I'm full of life and vitality. Presence of the Holy Spirit in me is stronger than any weakness in my flesh. That's where, that's where my meditation on the Word empowers me in the moment to tell my body, I don't care what you feel like, you're revived in Jesus' name. I don't care what you feel like. You're strong and healthy. So, and, 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 you know, I've had people say things like this to me when I say this. Well, you know, if you're just tired, just, just go to bed and rest. Yeah, that's fine. Rest. Rest is good. It's, it's a good thing to have. But if you're working on something and God's saying to you, I don't want you to take that in your body. I don't want you to, just because you had a rough day and you worked hard, I don't want you to take that in your body and accept that because it's going to be easy to give in to all kinds of different things. That's, what he's, that's the way God said that to me. So, see, see, at my age today, at 62, I have more tenacity than I had at 50. Isn't that right? I have more of a work ethic with a mentality that I'm not going to be drained at what I do. That, and, and so you have to use wisdom. I'm not going to do more stuff than I should do. See, it's listening to God in every way. But I have more strength and more tenacity today because of the Word. Because the Word has changed the way I think. So when I feel that way, no, 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 no. This is what I say every day. I'm vibrant. I'm full of life and vitality. The presence of the Holy Spirit in me is stronger than anything that tries to come against my flesh. I don't care what it is. Any weakness in my flesh, the presence of God's Spirit is bigger and stronger. But see, if you don't remind, and see, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what it is. 
totally, 100%. But the enemy has so lied to people to think that, well, I'll just say this. When I, when I first came into the kingdom of God and the people that I came under were people like Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagin, Charles Capps. That, that I, when I got born again, I got born again at 18 years old. And when I got born again, that's what I started listening to. And so there was this whole phase through the 80s and 90s that people that believed in faith and confession, they were just trying to confess their way into something, you know, trying to get this thing or trying to get some nice car, nice house and this and that. They were just after things just for themselves. And so there was a mentality there that, that ran through the church. And I, I met lots of people that were really against faith and confession about speaking the word. But the thing that, that God showed me through the years was that my confession on a daily basis is not to change my present circumstances. I'm not like trying to throw a bunch of scripture at a difficult situation or something that's not working, trying to get that to change out of desperation. No. I'm confessing the word daily to change the way I think. Um. Um. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, or verse 2, or I don't know what it is, 1 and 2, somewhere in there. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that your life can prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in God's sight, not what you think. Well, I've done enough. No, I haven't. I hadn't even started. I didn't even scratch the surface of what enough looks like. Because if I'm saying it in the word, then that's the way it is, no matter how I feel, no matter how something looks like, no matter the way it appears to be or the way it could be in the future. If it says it in the word and that's what I say, then I have to reinforce that Every single day in every single situation. That's why I need to know the Word. I need to know it. It's got to be fresh in me. I'm not just talking. Yeah, I'm memorizing it. You need to know it. But it's not memorization. It's not the power of positive thinking. That's part of it, but that's not it. It's about that Word controlling every thought you have and controlling every word that comes out of your mouth. Every action you have, that word is controlling it. And I'm telling you right now, God doesn't have 100% of my actions changing every day. Every day. Changing every single day. I'm changing constantly. I'm, I'm more passionate than I've ever been in my life for the advancement of God's kingdom and understanding what that looks like and being a part of that. And this is the way you do it. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I'm strong in spirit, strong in mind, strong in body. Well, you know, I'm just losing my mind. Not me. Don't even come around me with that mess. Well, you know, and you know, you're in your 60s, you know, you start, that's the first thing that goes, your mind, you start losing your mind, not me. Mm -mm. No, no. God was with Moses, so is he with me. 
As God was with Moses, so is he with me. My mind is not leaving, neither are my natural forces. Blessed are my eyes, for they see, and my ears, for they hear. I hear clearly, I see clearly, I think clearly, I talk clearly. Why? Because that's a promise from God's Word. Moses was that way at 120. Moses' eyes were strong, his ears were good, his mind was clear, and all of his natural forces were intact at 120. You know, you're just getting old at this certain age. There's no getting old. There's getting better. Yeah, God wants you and I to get better. Listen to me. You'll only get better through the seed of the Word becoming real to you and revealed to you. The combination of the Word and the Spirit is what wins for us. You'll never understand the Word without the person of the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. And the Holy Spirit will never reveal stuff to you that is not connected to the Word. You have to find the time to develop a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. But that relationship with the Holy Spirit is developed in the time that you spend allowing the Word to be a part of you. God has made a way where it seemed like there was no way. That's one of my, that is one of the most powerful statements that I've made, and that's about five passages of Scripture that are connected to that statement right there. My God has made a way. I say this over you every day. You know I pray for everybody here every day. Anybody that's connected to Gates of the City, I pray for every day, and I've never missed in at least seven years, every day. Because if I'm going to teach things like this, you have to be prayed for. That's what Paul said. He said, I can't not pray for you. He told the church at Ephesus, I can't not pray for you if I'm going to speak to you the things that I'm speaking to you. If if I'm going to teach you things like this, you have to be prayed for. And I pray for you every day, and I say this over you every day, and I think it's amazing. The more you pray, the more effective you can get at praying in ways I never thought I could be effective at. It's like like in an instant, when I talk about gates of the city, it's like I see every single person. You know what I began seeing? People that used to be at gates. I see them. And you know what I'm seeing now? People that are just thinking about coming to Gates. <laughs> and I'm praying for them every single day. And you know what? You know who else I'm praying for? Those who haven't even thought about coming to Gates. Think about when they come now because I started that. So when they walk in the door, man, they're ready. Woo! Man, they are ready. Why? Because we've been praying. Now when they come in, they're not coming in like, you know, Deer in the headlights. Oh my gosh, what's that? No, they're coming in receiving because they've been prayed for. I boldly declare that I'm healed, healthy, and whole in the name of Jesus. The words I've just spoken are medicine to all of my flesh. There's a bunch more things that I say over myself every day, but that's the last thing I say. The last thing I say is, the words I've just spoken are medicine to all of my flesh. 
Do you think that, that the devil just backs off when you say a bunch of scriptures? No. Man, the fight is on. Stuff will come against you, get your body, things will happen. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's a messy job. It's, a, it's messy workings going on. It's, it's not just black and white. You have to fight for this stuff. And I'm telling you, when a prayer request comes in to gates of the city, I see every single one of those. So many of our prayer people are praying and standing on the Word of God, and we know what we're speaking. And I'm, I, I just know that we get results because Jesus came so we would get results. He didn't come here so we wouldn't see things happen. He came here so that things would happen through us. The earth is the Lord's, no doubt. Nobody's trying to take away from it. He, nobody's trying to take part of his deity. But he said he's given authority to the sons and daughters of men. Say, that's me. This is a passage of Scripture, but I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. It's 2 Corinthians. Um, <clears throat> it's 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And it says this, And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to me in abundance, so that I always and under all circumstances, whatever the need, I'm self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and I'm furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. I just got to say this about this passage. I've spoke this passage over myself and my family for at least 30 years in the Amplified. At least for 30 years I've spoken this. And what I see about this today is, I see this as a heavenly insurance policy. I see it as a heavenly investment policy. I see it as a heavenly retirement policy that people think about and, you know, or, or many people have things set up in retirement, but they're very troubled about it. And we know in Scripture, Jesus taught his disciples to have investments, to be smart with natural money, but not put your faith in it. And in this passage of Scripture right here, if you believe this and you enforce this every day, if you are in a situation and you don't think you have enough retirement for the end of your life, it's right here. Yeah. It's right here. Well, you know, I didn't make enough smart investments when I was younger. It's right here. Well, yeah, but you know, <clears throat> I, right now I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about this policy or that policy. It, it's right here. And hear what I'm saying. When you... When, when you focus on what God has for you and you develop that, then all the other things will come to you in supernatural ways. See, it's not looking for a handout or looking for somebody to do something for you. 
Your faith is in God setting you up, giving you the wisdom in how to invest. I mean, Holy Spirit has been sent to do what? Reveal things that are to come. Holy Spirit is already in the future, already knows. So if that's the case, then He's got everything covered for us. See, that doesn't mean that gives me a license to not invest, to not develop things for the future and that kind of thing. It's we don't put our faith in that. See, because if you've got an investment, you have a 401k and you've been, you've been putting everything into that for years and years and your faith is in that 401k and what if the 401k, the bottom drops? Okay? But did we say don't invest in a 401k? Absolutely not. Just we don't put our faith in that. Because you're not limited when your faith is in God. You're not limited to this investment or that thing or this amount of money or this, this, you know, this storage piece over here that you've got set aside or whatever for a rainy day. I'm telling you, there's no rainy days in God, but... When you're doing what God says, there's what you need when the rainy day comes. See, it's the way you look at it. You have to view it from what he says. Watch this. God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to me in abundance. He's able. Well, what takes it from being able to making sure that it's done? That you believe it. You have to believe it. So that's where your faith is first. So you're developing that belief first. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be what? Self-sufficient. Not looking to this thing, that thing, or anything else. Not any investments, not people, not nothing. God's got me covered. Self-sufficient, watch this, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Furnished in abundance to be able to do that. So many people want to live that kind of life, but they've not believed this. And the more you develop a belief system in this, then all the stuff comes. And all the stuff will line up in ways that, you know, you're responsible for and you're overseeing those kind of things, but that's not where your faith is. There's a huge difference. And God wants you and I to bring every single thought into captivity every time that a thought says something different than what God has promised. I just gave you different confessions of the Word of God in, in one way or the other. And anytime those things that I say every day, something comes against that, I'm able to fall back on that and declare that. And the more I've learned that type of a lifestyle, the more strength that comes into my body the moment I say it. When I say it, it strengthens my body. I don't know how. I, I, years ago when I'd hear, hear people talk about that, I'm thinking, now how's that going to work? But I've learned that it works. I mean, I mean, the moment I say, man, I'm exhausted. It's tough to come out of that. 
Oh, no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, the moment, the moment. See, that's why, that's why we learn how to shut those thoughts down before they become words. Doesn't mean we don't have the thoughts, but I shut it down. No, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His mind. Amen? He strengthens me. He builds me. He causes me to overcome. Anybody ever gets attacked with anything in your physical body? Anything. Get scripture and verse on it and begin to speak that. As you do anything else, you go to the doctor, you have to get surgery, you do whatever it is that you do. Go to the word first. Let the word become more real to you than ever before. I can tell you today, there are things that I don't even consider medicine or things that I would have taken maybe years ago because I started putting the word on it, like where a headache was concerned. I'd have a headache come. I start speaking over my headache. Before years ago, I would take two aspirin before I'd speak the word. My confidence was in the aspirin. Anything wrong with aspirin? Absolutely not. Actually, it's, doctors say it's good for you to take a couple of weeks or however, whatever. So, it, you, you've, you had a rough day, you've been stressed, you know that, you're speaking the word over your body, taking two aspirin, as you take those aspirins, Father, those aspirin, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, these aspirin are working supernatural on my behalf. However you do that. Don't be, don't be black or white in this way. Well, you know, I'm not going to do any medicine or any of this kind of stuff, I'm just going to believe God. No, no you, you're going to, in most cases, people fail that. Instead of allowing God to just be God in the midst of the journey that you're walking through, putting the word on it, and you becoming more convinced every day that the word is true.